Likuti Sicha is Chelik Yutes, Volume 19, Second Sicha for Parshas Re'eh. This Sicha will enlighten us about the history and the significance, the importance of the place on which the permanent base Amikdash was built, the place which is the dwelling place for the Shechina for all generations, for all times. And also, we'll learn to appreciate the words of the Rambam, which seem at first glance to be contradictory from what he says in one place versus another place. And let's take a moment to remind ourselves that, first of all, the entire Torah is one Torah, meaning whether one is learning the halachic part of the Torah versus the, let's say, homiletic part of the Torah or the Kabbalah part of the Torah, they cannot in any way contradict each other because at the end of the day, it's one Torah. Especially when, for example, the Rambam seems to be saying one thing in one place, let's say in the halachic uh, uh, part of his work, versus, let's say, what he says in another place, which seems to contradict that in an approach to a certain matter. So that requires a better analysis in order to figure out how to reconcile it and how really it's not contradictory. So let's jump right into it. In our Parsha, in chapter 12, verse 1, it says, quote, And it will be the place that Hashem chooses to dwell His name there. Hashem will choose to dwell His name there. There is the place where you should bring all your offerings, and He lists the various offerings, and this is the only place that you can do so. So from this, it's obvious that we can deduce that what is the significance, the importance, the greatness of this place on which the Beis Amikdash was built is the fact that he, meaning Hashem, chose this place. Which would imply that prior to this choice, prior to him having made this choice of this particular place, technically speaking, it would have been possible to choose other places. It would have been possible to erect an altar in any other place and there too offer it to Hashem and it would be acceptable. This, basically, if we had to summarize this, this would bring us to a conclusion that the place in and itself doesn't really have significance. It's just that Hashem chose the place Hashem chose this particular place on which to build a base of Mikdash, and that became the significance. But the place in itself does not have any inherent qualities, per se, that makes it Kaddish, that makes it holy. And in fact, we do find this in the Mechilto, we find this in the Medrash, that the Chachamim tell us, quote, until Jerusalem was chosen, the entire Israel, the entire Holy Land was, was uh, capable of, was susceptible to erecting altars and offerings offerings to Hashem. And then till the permanent place for Hashem's dwelling place was chosen, meaning the place on which the Beis HaMikdash was built, the entire Yerushalayim, the entire Jerusalem was susceptible to the dwelling of the Shekhinah. So it tells us that this in fact is the case. However, if we look in the Rambam, we'll take a look in the second chapter of Hilchos Beis Abchira, which the Rambam uh, describes there all the rules, all the laws pertaining to the building of the Beis Hamikdash. Over there, he tells us, "Quote: The Mizbeach, its place is very exact, is very accurate, meaning exactly where they erected the Mizbeach, the altar. 
And you're not allowed to take, move it from its place forever, meaning that's the only place where you can make a Mizbeach. Once it was built there once, by Shlomo HaMelech, by King Solomon, that became the official place, and no other place could serve with this purpose. Why? Because it says in the book of Chronicles, he quotes the verse where it says, Zeh This is the ultimate uh, uh, altar for Israel, and it seems to imply there that it's forever. This is it. This is the place. This is it. And after that, the Ramam himself enumerates some amazing qualities about this place. He gives us a history and he says, I want you to know that this very same place on which the Mizbeach was built, this very permanent place, is the very place where Avraham Avinu, our father Avraham, built a Mizbeach there. This is where the Akeda was. And this is where prior to him, Noyach, when he left the Teva, he built a Mizbeach. And this is the place where Cain and Havel built a Mizbeach to offer an offering to Hashem. And he says this is the place also where Adam Harishan, the very first man, the very first human being, offered a offering to Hashem. He built a Mizbeach. He built an altar and on it he offered it to Hashem when he was born, when he was created and says the Rambam and quote from there he was created and then he concludes by telling us the sages tell us that man was created from the place of his atonement from the very same place so now we need to understand this seems to be a contradiction to what we said before and what seems to be obvious from our verse. I mean, how can the Rambam write something which seems to openly negate or clearly uh, contradict what it says in the verse? According to the Rambam, it comes out that this place has some inherent qualities based on its history, based on the facts that there was a, 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 a certain uh, precedence of great people who offered Karbanis there, and he seems to be implying that that's the reason why this was the permanent, the ultimate place on which it was, uh, it was, it was established. But that's not what it says in our verse that we just learned in this Parsha. It seems to be saying here clearly that the only Mila that it has, the only greatness that it has, the only advantage of this particular place is that Hashem chose it. So now to understand that, let's take a moment and we'll learn, we'll quote, from a mimer of the Tzemach Tzedek, in Oyer HaTorah. The Tzemach, the Rebbe Tzemach Tzedek, he brings two ways of looking, of, of, of analyzing this idea of the dwelling of the Shekhinah in the place of the Beis HaMikdash. There's one school of thought, which happens to be based on the Rambam's words, not in the halachic section of the Rambam, but we know that the Rambam authored a book of deep Jewish philosophy, more of an esoteric work, okay? And that is called the Guide for the Perplexed, the Moran And over there, it comes out, the Tzemach Tzedek quotes, that the Rambam says that the, the Shekhinah is kind of going through that place in a pa- way, in a passing manner. Meaning, the place itself didn't inherently change. There's nothing about the place that's different. It's just that the Shekhinah, Hashem's presence, the holiness of Hashem, continuously flows and goes through that place. That's one way of looking at it. Another approach to this idea is the opinion of the Ramban, Nachmanides. And he says, no, that the place itself is the, the, the Shekhinah shines and it dwells in within the place. That means that the place 
transformed. The place had a transformation and the, the, the stones, the, the physical space itself is a place of holiness. And the Tzemach gives actually two examples. He gives examples to understand the difference between these two ways of looking at it. You see, when you have a matter of intellect, a thought, a, an intellectual conclusion, how do you record it? You write it with your hands. Now tell me, the fingers, do fingers think? Do hands think? No, they're not capable of thinking. They're not capable, have no connection to intellect. So, but the intellect does go through, it passes through the fingers that are writing the words of that particular intellect, but they don't have any permanence there. They don't permeate it because the hand is not a vehicle for intellect. Now let's take, for example, the mind, the brain. The brain, although it is an actual physical, right, a physical thing, it's flesh, it has, it's a matter, yet it connects to the spiritual, meaning it is a vehicle. It is a receptacle for the intellect that flows through it. And the fact is you think with your brain. And this is the difference whether you say like the Rambam or the Ramban. However, says the Rabbi, it would seem, we just quoted two different, two different uh, two different ideas, but we can bring them together. The idea of whether the Be the, Be the Beis Hamikdash, the place of the Beis Hamikdash, is significant due to Hashem having chosen it, versus like it would seem from the Rambam that it's because it has this history, it has this well-established pedigree. And now this this debate whether the Shekhinah's dwelling in the place is in a manner like, almost like the intellect goes through one's fingers, which is just kind of in a passing manner. It's being used, but it's not an act for it, for the purpose, but it's just flowing through it, not really stopping there, so to speak, not really being absorbed in it, and it's just like a, a, a superficial thing, or like the Ramban says, that it actually becomes part of it, it's permeated, it's in there, it dwells within the thing itself. And the Rebbe says, perhaps we can connect. And the, the, two, the, two different, the two different things that we mentioned connect them together. That the one who holds that the place itself has a pedigree, like it seems to be from the Rambam, when he describes the great history of the place, would be the same that would say that the place itself becomes a place, is a place in which the Shekhinah, in which Hashem's holiness and presence is absorbed. Because the place itself is a receptacle for it, is a vehicle for it. And the one who would say no, that it's only going through in a passing manner, is saying, look, Hashem chose the place. Hashem can choose, for example, there's an expression in Yiddish, these are my words, not the Rebbe's words, the expression in Yiddish, if Hashem wills it, a, a broom, a broomstick can shoot as a rifle. Hashem can decide anything. But here's the problem. The problem is that we now have a major discrepancy. Because the Rambam in the Halacha phase of the Rambam, in the Halacha section of the Rambam, seems to be saying that what? That what is the great advantage of this place? That it has a beautiful pedigree. But what he says in the Mora Nevuchim, in the Guide for the Perplex, seems to be inconsistent, because in the Guide for the Perplex, he says what? That the Shekhinah only travels through it, only passes through it, but it doesn't really become permeated. The, plate, the thing at the place itself is not a receptacle for it. The place itself is not a vehicle that absorbs it. How can the, two, how can the same 
thinker. How can the same authority say two things that seem to contradict each other? So the Rebbe says, if we take a closer look, a closer analysis, we will find that even the Ramam himself does indeed hold that the Maila, meaning the greatness of the place of where the Beis Amikdash stood, is like it says in our verse, because he cannot argue with that. He can't argue with the verse, with a clear and open verse, namely that Hashem chose the place. And we see it even from the Rambam's choice of how he words things. We see, for example, when the Rambam brings all the verses he brings to confirm and to prove that the, ba- the place of the Mizbeach is untouchable and unmovable, all the verses he brings, like the one we quoted above from the book of Chronicles, are verses which are being said, quote, after the time of Hashem's choice. Not prior to that time, but after the time Hashem chose the place. And David, was it was confirmed that King David could start preparing this place, preparing the, the territory for the building of Esamidosh. And later Shlom HaMelech builds it. Those are the verses that the Ramam quotes. Moreover, look at the title of these halachas. Continuously and consistently, the Rambam refers to this edifice as a base hamiktosh, a holy home, a holy, a holy edifice. But yet, in the title of the actual laws of building the base hamiktosh, what is he? How does he refer to it? Hilchos base hapchira, the laws of the chosen house. So you see that he sets out the tone right in the beginning, as this place being the chosen place meaning chosen by Hashem. And later, however, when he speaks in more detail of, let's say, the laws of the various vessels of the Beis HaMikdash, the laws of who's allowed to come in and out and what you know what the proper decorum has to be uh, as far as Halach is concerned, he calls it Hilchus Klei HaMikdash. The Halachas are the vessels of the Beis HaMikdash. Notice, not Beis HaMikdash. Hilchus Bias Hamikdash, the halachas of coming in to the Beis Hamikdash. Thus, you see that according to the Rambam, he does hold that the ultimate greatness of the place is the fact that Hashem chose it. The question is, if that's the if that's the case, meaning if this is the ultimate greatness, then why then does the Rambam bother? Or why then does he does he does he does he include also this idea which threw us off in the beginning, right? It seemed to throw us off of the pedigree of the place, the history of the place, as as if that was the ultimate reason. If the ultimate reason is Hashem chose it, then why bother telling us the history of it and so on? And the answer is as follows: What the Rambam is telling us is the he's not contradicting that it's a chosen place. But what he's telling us is, look here, the fact that Adam, Cain and Hevel, Noach, Avram Avinu, the fact that they offered their offerings there is not what made the place holy. It's just that they had prophecy. They had, let's call it, you know, insider's info. They had insider's information and they knew what will be in the future. They already had at their advantage. They knew where to invest their holiness. They chose the place because they understood that in the future Hashem is going to choose this place. And therefore they already preempted and decided let's take advantage of such an auspicious place that Hashem himself will choose. 
And where do we see this? The fact that Hashem himself created man for that place could be argued is already the, the cornerstone that's already laying the seeds of this quote, of this choice that Hashem is going to actively and openly make later the place that they're going to build a Beis Amikdash. So that they knew that, they were privy to that, that's why they, they, they offered their offerings in that particular place and first built an altar there. However, the question still is, why tell us this? Why throw us off? Why add this information? What is the value in adding it? If ultimately it all goes back to what? That the, the greatness of the place, the mile of the place is that Hashem chose it. So why tell us this at all in the first place? Why bother? Why is the Rambam going to this detail? And the answer is, is as follows. We know that there were several places that are actually mentioned in the Torah. They're mentioned in the Tanakh. There are several places where a Mizbeach stood. An official altar of Hashem was erected and used in the service of offering korbanas. Let's start with the first one on Har Sinai. On Mount Sinai, it says Moshe built a Mizbeach. Obviously, he built a Mizbeach, and the Mizbeach had the full value of what a Mizbeach has to, has to have. And he offered korbanas on behalf of all the Eden, of all the Jewish people. Later, we know, for example, the Mishkan, the tabernacle, when they came to Eretz Yisrael, for 369 years, it stood in Shiloh in one spot. And there was the Mizbeach. You cannot argue that for all those 369 years, the offerings were invalid. Obviously, they were valid. So therefore, one perhaps could have thought, maybe there would have been room to argue, look, Hashem did choose this ultimate permanent place. But that does not negate the idea that maybe at some point in history, come a time and you can build an altar also elsewhere. Or maybe choose an alternative site and that too will have the same effect, the same holiness as this place. Now where would I get such an idea? Where would I get an idea that it's possible that Hashem should choose a permanent place, a permanent thing, and yet that could be overridden in some way? We have a precedent for that. And that is Hashem anointed, had David HaMelech, King David, anointed. And he told him, you and all your progeny for all generations till the end of time will be the kings, will be the kings over the Jews forever. And yet, what is the halacha? As quote, I'll, I'll quote from the Rambam, that the Rambam brings the halacha that if, quote, a Navi, a Jewish prophet, a proper prophet, should arise and for whatever reason anoint another king from any other tribe, that person has the official status of a king and all laws pertaining to a king, all laws and all decorum and whatever one has to do and behave in the presence of a king according to halacha, all apply. So you do see that even though Hashem clearly and overtly chose David HaMelech to be the king, and he said, well, this will be the case for all generations, meaning it's permanent, yet there is room for change. And therefore, in order to help us with this, in other, in other words, in order to take this notion and negate it totally, this idea that maybe perhaps it's still, there's still room to whatever time in history later to make a Mizbeach elsewhere, so the Rambam tells us no. I'm going to give you history which proves that this is not just a place that Hashem chose with a permanent permanence, but this is the ultimate permanent place. 
How so? Let me give you the history, says the Rambam. And I'll show you that they were privy. Who was they? Adam, Cain and Hevel, Noyach, Avram Avinu. They were privy to the fact that this is the place. This is the ultimate place, the final place. Because had that not been the case, why did they choose to do a dafka here, specifically here? They could have done it in Shiloh. They could have done it in other places where there was a Mizbeach, an altar. They knew. They knew that this is the place. That the choice here is final, irreversible, irrevocable, period. And that's why the Rambam brings this this amazing history, although, as we said, and it's clear that even he, or, or not even he, maintains that the ultimate greatness of the place of the Beis HaMikdash, that site, is the fact that Hashem chose it. So in conclusion, we'll bring a little bit from Hasidus, from a Hasidic perspective, to if we narrow it down, we now learn that there are two uh, milas, there's two like uh, uh, great uh, great virtues the virtues of this place of the Beis HaMikshash is number one, that it was chosen. And number two, that the place itself is holy. There's a holiness in the place itself. What is the difference between the two? Why do you need these two virtues of one place? So the Rebbe explains. If you look at something and you say the thing is holy, the place is holy, what does that tell you? That the holiness permeated the place. It became absorbed. It's part of the place. That is a tremendous virtue because they're saying the place itself became holy. However, there's also a somewhat of a slight drawback to that. There's also somewhat of a disadvantage. Namely, that because it's being absorbed in the place, place or thing, by definition, has limitation. So that means as much Kedusha as there is there, it is somewhat with a limit. Whereas when you say that the virtue of the place is because Hashem chose the place, what does that tell you? Hashem's choosing of the place makes it a bleak vuli, an unlimited virtue. Why is that? Because when you choose something, it's not about the thing that has been chosen. It's more about the chooser, the one that chooses it. In other words, the power the greatness, the Kedusha, is coming not because of the thing that was chosen, but it's coming from the fact that Hashem chose it. Now Hashem is beligvul. Hashem is infinite. He is beyond infinite. And therefore, it's telling us that it has that mila, it has that virtue. But this virtue also has a drawback. And what is that drawback? That at the end of the day, it's not really about the place, but it's about the chooser, in this case Hashem. Meaning the place itself, so to speak, did not transform. It didn't become something else. It didn't work on itself, so to speak. And therefore, it was kind of like forced onto it. So be having these two milas, having these two virtues, namely the fact that Hashem chose it, and the fact that the place itself is a holy place because of its history, coming together, you have a full package of the ultimate virtue. And this will help explain why we had the initial sense of discrepancy between the one place in the Rambam and the other place in the Rambam. You see, in the halachic phase of the Rambam, where the Rambam tells us the fact the way it is, and he speaks about the Beis HaMikdosh, he presents, presents it to us as it is. What is its greatness? What makes it so super holy? 
that place, that spot, and the base of Mikdash, the altar and everything, the fact that Hashem chose it, as it says it clearly, overtly in the Torah. But when he's speaking to us as the guide for the perplexed, as the, as the, as the rabbi, as the thinker, giving us the philosophy, the approach to life, he emphasizes more the virtue of the place because that brings out the quality of one working on himself, of one earning the Kedusha that they have, one owning what they have in terms of Kedusha, not just being given to them. And that's why he brings out that Mila. that's why he focuses on that virtue when it comes to the guide of perplex. But really, what does he hold? As we said, to summarize, that the Beis HaMikdosh, was a, the place of the Beis HaMikdosh was chosen by Hashem, but it also has its invested, uh, so to speak, pedigree over time of holiness that was invested and embedded in that place.